You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One of the things I've learned, at least for myself, in perspective of of the two worlds, it's, it's all based in truth. You've got to find whatever the truth is for you and live that authentically. So whether it's on stage or whether it's on camera, it's a matter of responding naturally in the world that you've created. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Bill for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, host of Bill for the Stage. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see our guest already, Jay Harrison G. Hi, Jay. How are you? I'm great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing so well. If you're listening on a podcast platform somewhere, welcome to the pod. I hope you your listening experience uh, will be amazing, but you won't get to see uh, Jay's beautiful face and his artwork behind him. Uh, but if you want to pop on to uh, YouTube, you can uh, see the visual as well. If you want to hop on to BillForTheStage.com, you could try a free trial there. Special thanks to our producing team, the Broadway Podcast Network. Um, yeah, so we're going to have a good time here with Jay, getting to know Jay Harrison G, getting to see what he's been up to. And uh, yeah, let's get it started. So you just let me know before we started recording that you're in Atlanta right now. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in Atlanta. Yeah, down here uh, shooting for Netflix. Uh, I'll keep it on the hush for now of what that is. Uh, but if you know me, if you follow me, you know what I've done before for them. So uh, excited to have this opportunity to get back to work. And it came at the, the perfect time. I was just at the point of like, okay, I'm sick of looking at my apartment walls. Like, I was beyond. And so this came and I was like, great, please let me do anything. Um, and it was interesting getting back to work because um, I was like, do I still have it? Do I know what I'm doing? <laughs> Is it in there? Tell, tell us about that experience because I think it's valuable for everyone listening that are performers to hear because whether they're going through it now or maybe they'll go through it in the future, I think it'd be extremely helpful for you to just share that experience so that they can maybe be put at ease or draw some inspiration from it. How's that? Yeah, been? for sure. I mean, it was, it was so a, a little nerve wracking because for a year I haven't been working consistently. There have been a lot of virtual things, a lot of remote recording of stuff, but to be back to work and amongst people and applying myself again was definitely 
I had to like dust off the cobwebs and 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 get out of my own head quite often. Um, so it's been fun to get back to work and to to tap back into my gifts and my talents and be like, okay, it's still there. You still got it. It's okay. Trust yourself. Was it? Has it been? ongoing or is it pretty much just like initial butterflies and right when you got into it you were kind of you just kind of snapped right back into it uh it, it, it's ebbed and flowed there have definitely been moments where i i've had like where i'm like okay you got too far in your head and that you overthought that thing um and then there are other moments where i'm like oh no 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 no, no. you got it you're, you're you're you know just be confident and, and trust your instincts so yeah um yeah, but it, like I said, it's just nice to be getting back to active life, getting back into the swing of things. I'm so grateful for it. Well, if everyone listening is very intrigued, you can head on over to Jay's Instagram, Jay Harrison G, and uh, it's in the description of this episode. And in his bio there, you probably you might be able to to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so for everyone also listening, um, and you probably read the description and the title of this podcast, but you might've seen Jay playing Lola and kinky boots. Um, and you will eventually in the very near future, cannot wait, uh, see Jay in Mrs. Doubtfire playing Andre Mayhem. Mayhem. Yeah. Now love, love me some Mrs. Doubtfire, uh, the movie and, uh, gotten to speak with, um, a few Brian and uh, Casey from the cast as well. Yeah. So uh, a little bit of insight on Mrs. Doubtfire. Tell us about your character and maybe like some things that the audience can look forward to that they don't necessarily know about just having seen the movie. Yeah. Andre Mayhem uh, is, I am married to Doubtfire's brother. Um, so from the movie, I am aunt Jack. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I I am married to Rob, um, not Rob McClure. He's Doubtfire. I'm married to Brad Oscar. We're husbands in the show, and uh, we get the fabulous task of putting him into Doubtfire to creating that. And so our number in the show is high energy and fun, and we play around with different characters, and um, it's really such a fabulous time. And watching Rob McClure play Doubtfire every night is like. A masterclass. I get a front row seat to brilliance, uh, and I cannot wait to get back to it. And playing with Brad Oscar is like a whole other thing on its own. We have such fun. Um, I've run into him a couple times recently uh, back in the city, and it's been such an emotional response because the first time I saw him, I was coming out of the post office on 52nd Street, and it was the first time we had seen each other in almost a year. And we just like were like two magnets and we were like, we're hugging, we're doing this. And, and then there were tears and it was just like everything. Uh, and I love him. And the cast is just so incredibly talented. Jen Gambatisse, who plays Miranda, is fantastic. Uh, and she really is the mother of the cast. Uh, it's a wonderful family that we build and we're all excited to get back to it. Um, and share the message of love and what you'll do for the people you love and, and want to be around. Okay, oh, I love this topic. Can we go? Can we go into the themes and, and messages a bit more from what we can expect when we see the show? Yeah, um, it's everything you expect and 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 know from the movie. You get it, and we get to to dive a little deeper. You know, Aunt Jack in the movie, you only get you know the 
pretty much the one scene of them putting him into that fire and then you don't really see them again. But we really dig into the idea of what you will do to be with the ones you love and what that means. And, and in this time, it, the year we've experienced, by the time we get back, it'll almost be two years. Um, it, it really will speak to the hearts of, of audiences of, of love. And again, the links at which you will go to do what you love, to be around the people who mean the most to you. Um, in order to 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 share space and to love on each other. And again, we've created our own little Doubtfire family that is truly so supportive. I mean, every month we still do Zoom meetings um, and catch up with everyone and check in and, you know, keep in touch. So we'll, we'll definitely be happy to get back in a room and be our little family again. How rowdy do those Zoom meetings get? I think they stay pretty sensible. I will say. Um, I'm just imagine. I'm just imagining a you know a cast of performers in a Zoom meeting, and that it's going to be hard to get a word in edgewise in there. Oh, for sure. I mean, and then we're all you know people have spread out and gone back to home, different places. Or Jen has been on a road trip with her family in an RV, so like she's updating everybody on what she's doing around the country. Um, we definitely have a good time, but it's generally sensible. And Jerry Zachs, our director, is always a he's a a, a, a comedian himself. So sure. there's lots of laughs always. Sure. Um, you got to go into previews. Remind me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We were three previews into Broadway uh, before the big shutdown. Yeah. The reason I wanted to ask, because everyone that knows the movie, you're... Uh, your most, I guess, the iconic scene of them in the sal- the salon, right, where they're doing the uh-huh. transformation. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's a there's a, a dance number in this uh, on in the musical, correct? That you guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a full a full number. Yeah, yeah. I'm because you were talking about just how brilliant it is to to work with your colleagues, uh, probably especially in that scene. Is is every was every night or every rehearsal never the same? I could just imagine little fun moments that just keep evolving oh, and evolving and evolving as time goes on. For sure. And that's one of the things I've come to really enjoy about originating and creating a show and how fun it is in rehearsal to be able to to play in the freedom. And again, with Rob and Jerry Zachs, like there's room to play every day. Um, Rob is just as brilliant as uh, Robin Williams in the sense of in rehearsal, I mean, a little flub or a thing like he picks it up and his improvisation skills are incredible. And oftentimes he would do something and Jerry would be like, great, we're going to actually rewrite that. Yeah, keep that, keep that, do that thing. Uh, And we're just in there cracking up and throwing new things at each other every day and finding the story we're telling and finding it better and better in new ways. Um, and of course with live audiences, that always affects the energy as well. Um, and that's the thing we were excited about because we had already done our out of town in Seattle at Fifth Ave and had a good run there. And we were, you know, making the necessary changes to really amp it up for Broadway too. So we were looking forward to adding those things. And then it was like, oh, guess not, not yet, not yet. Sure, sure. Now that you've jumped into this project again in Atlanta, 
Um, I know some of our, not some, a good portion of our listeners are maybe uh, collegiate performers at a, at a program or, or people just aspiring to uh, make it, if you will, you know, whatever that means. Tell us about how it was to jump back behind the camera as opposed to that, you know, onstage experience. How do you, um, I guess, make that transition, whether that's your technical aspect or in, inside your mind? How do you go back and forth from the camera to stage? Um, one of the things I've learned, at least for myself, in perspective of, of the two worlds, it's, it's all based in truth. You've got to find whatever the truth is for you and live that authentically. Um, so whether it's on stage or whether it's on camera, it's a matter of responding naturally in the world that you've created. Um, and that's the thing I have to remind myself quite often. I, I think I try to like downplay myself on screen and it's like, no, you don't have to be any smaller. You just have to be specific and intentional mm. because the camera is there to capture it. Yeah. So it's a matter of just living in authenticity and in truth and in telling the story from the world you created. And I, I really do, uh, you know, when I shot season one, I was going back and forth doing kinky boots at the same time. And so I was literally taking what something from each realm and kind of using it in the other and, and honing in on everything and making sure that I was being grounded and remaining authentic and having that specificity at all times and whether you're on stage on camera or in life, I think that is a great way to, to operate in truth and in authenticity. And that's just something I, I aspire to, to do every day. I love that. We always do a, a, a cold lead in for the show before the intro, like of something that, you know, we really loved what the guest said and I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be it probably right there though. <laughs> I love that. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, you mentioned Kinky Boots. This was your Broadway debut, correct? Yeah. Okay, so tell us what that was like for for young Jay coming into uh, this show and playing such a now iconic role. Um, how did that kind of shape you uh, moving forward? Oh my God. Kinky Boots changed my life uh, in every way because I started that show on tour as a swing and a Lola understudy and I was the assistant dance captain. Um, so I got to see the show from literally every angle. Um, and then I took over the tour as Lola and I was very content, very happy. I was like, great, I'm just going to sit here, you know, ride out the tour. And then Jerry 
uh, Jerry Mitchell came and checked on the show in Sacramento and we were doing a day rehearsal and he was like, um, we want to take you to Broadway. It's time. And it's the one time in my life I've actually been speechless. <laughs> um, because I was like, wait, what? You want me to go to Broadway and be Lola? Like as my debut, like it was mind blowing, but also again, life changing because then I got to go to Broadway and experience that company of people, you know, most of them still original cast members. And then I got seven different Charlies in the two years I was on Broadway Mm. and such a range of people to work opposite against, you know, from Brendan Urie to Jake Shears to Tyler Glenn, uh, Mark Ballas, and like playing amongst all these guys, some of them having theater experience, some of them not, and creating that relationship and those bonds uh, was was fun and and expanded my arsenal and helped me be a better performer. Yeah, yeah. How many Charlies did you say? Seven. Wow. In two, it just and just in the two years I was on Broadway. So going back to your advice about being on camera, about you know playing your truth, I would I would have to assume that theory has to play the same when you're you're dealing with seven completely different people, you know, you have to, if you're going to be authentic up there, you definitely have to play the truth of the moment, you know, which is. Yeah. Uh, and that, that is the thing I I found the most fun. It was a new opportunity to find how this Charlie would affect my Lola. Yeah. I didn't go in with everyone being like, well, this is my show. I do it this way. And you know, I'm not changing. I made sure to, in rehearsals have conversations that informed our scenes. Like in act two, you know, we have the big argument between Charlie and Lola. And I would always ask each Charlie, what actually pisses you off? Like in real life, what is something that gets under your skin? So that I could find ways to authentically infuse that into the scene and find ways to find that authenticity. Um, and, and really it helped me to get to know the, those human beings. Yeah. Let's go back to that moment you said you were speechless when you found out you'd be transferring over to Broadway to make your debut. I was just going through <clears throat> your Instagram earlier and I saw a uh, a young Jay holding um, my bass. upright bass, it looks like. Yeah, 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 upright bass. So from that moment to the Broadway debut, like how did that all transpire as far as like when did you have the aspirations of being an actor or, you know, how did that all evolve in your life? I didn't come to the realization that I was going to pursue a career in it until about junior year of high school. Um, up until that point, I was pretty set on going to school for PR, communication, something in journalism. Um, my dad wanted me to do something safe and like in math and science and go get a safe job. He has a PhD in administration and a master's in history and philosophy. So he wanted a safe, secure path for his child. And going into senior year, I was like, but wait, it's my life to live. I've got to make choices that make me happy, that fulfill me, that I can pursue and like live a life that I can be proud of. Mm. And senior year, I made the decision and I found AMDA where I ended up going, uh, and I had this moment of getting my um, application fee from my dad. And it's the first time I ever really stood firm in my ground and was like, dad, this is something I know I need to do. 
Um, my dad is also a pastor in North Carolina. So I tried to put it in words and terms that would make sense to him, mm-hmm. of, you know, letting him know that it was something I prayed about, that it was something I had dealt with, that I had sought answers about like, no, this move seems right for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up singing in church and dance always kind of came naturally to me. And I made this, I was like, I, I have to go to New York. I have to do it. And when he finally gave me the check, I waved it in his face and I was like, you won't regret this. Um, so it was definitely a journey uh, to to want to pursue it. And moving to New York was also just my way out of North Carolina. Yeah. I was like, because I can't stay here. I cannot get stuck in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, a truly a leap of faith being like, I sing and dance and people respond. So musical theater, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. So, um, would, you, so, so would you say that you made a choice, but at the same time, you had no other choice because it was just so ingrained in you? Oh, for sure. Um, it, like I said, I've always sung. I've always danced. When I was a little kid, my dad used to, uh, he used to emcee the football games at the local university that he worked at. And so I got to sit in the chancellor's box and be in the special area. And I was always down on the bleachers, dancing to the music of the marching band, doing the cheerleading moves and all of that. And people to this day are like, you still dancing? You still, I remember you at the football games. So it's always been in me to do. Uh, and yeah, it is it is a part of my purpose and my 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 charge in life to entertain and to affect people through my artistry. Uh, so, it, yeah, I didn't have a choice, but it was something I had to come to terms with and be like, oh, no. Right. I've been given these gifts, these talents, these abilities. And my mom raised me to understand that my gifts weren't about me, but to be used and to be given and to be. Uh, influential in other people's lives because my experience can help someone else along the way. So yeah, um, that, that's how I try to operate. Yeah. Well, the past <clears throat> two minutes, I, I'm looking at the little time ticker here. The past two minutes, I have to imagine is extremely relatable to a lot of listeners out there um, that have, you know, maybe family or friends pushing back at a career in the arts. I think that people that are in the arts might push back and be like, are you, are you sure you want to, you want to do that? Um, can you kind of zoom into that moment where it was um, now that you can look back at the growth and, and where you've been and, and now where you are now, can you go back to that, that moment a bit more with you know, telling your parents or even going to AMDA where maybe you had doubts or you had like, what am I doing moments? Like, how did you get through those moments? Um, I also wanted to ask this question too, because I think so many people that already made the decision and are, are in the arts because of the pandemic have had these questions come up in my mind of like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. just, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's it's like I said before, it's, it's definitely a leap of faith. And choosing to be a part of this industry is not something to take lightly. Uh, you know, I tell people all the time, it is something that you've got to wake up and want to do it. And at the same time, be prepared for a lot of no's. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing I, I get from my dad's perspective of being afraid or, you know, skeptical of me choosing to do this. Because as most parents, you, you want your child to be successful. You want them to be taken care of. You want them to have a prosperous life. In this industry, there's no guarantee. You just got to put in the work and hope that you, you meet the, 
criteria to get the job and do the things and and let your dreams come true. Um, but at the same time, you've got to find the authenticity that that grounds you going back to that, because I have found the, the, the more I work, it is because of my truth. And it, it has taken me a while to unpack a lot of that. Uh, and to deal with it and still facing a lot of that. And what helps me with that is keeping people in my life who don't allow me to be delusional. Hmm. My mother has been one of my biggest cheerleaders, whether it's made sense to her or not. And she's always told me the truth. If she ever heard me rehearsing a song or doing a thing, she'd always honestly, from her perspective, be like, is that how you're going to do it? Oh, that's a little rough. You might want to smooth it or whatever. Or keeping friends in my life, if there's ever an issue or a problem or a feeling, I can say, you know, go to my friends and they tell me the truth and they don't hold back. They don't, um, they're not trying to harm me. They're not trying to hurt me. They see my heart and they know what's best for me. And they are supporting me in my strengths and my weaknesses, knowing my ministry, knowing my talents and my gifts and really just uplifting me in that way. Um, so I think that's a major thing in my life. No, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Can you come back? Everyone, um, everyone listening, we're, uh, going through a I'll be gone like three interviews in the pandemic moment. Um, a few, yeah, yeah, I'll be gone by then. let's see. I think three episodes oh, ago, well, no worries, no my dogs were just barking and barking yeah, and barking. And, um, that's just how it goes. I was, t- I was saying Sorry. anyone that's watching or listening that with the podcasts before the pandemic, if you were going to be like a legit, like really good podcast, obviously your sound quality, your mic, all that would be great. But it's also going to be just like crystal silent. It's going to seem like there's just two voices. Now you in the pandemic, you listen to like NPR, like the most top of the line podcasts, and you'll hear like kids screaming in the background you'll hear dogs my dogs i think two or three episodes just were barking it was with um nasia thomas and nasia uh, nasia has a dog romeo and she's like listen i'm i hope romeo doesn't bark i was like oh it's okay it's okay and then it was my dogs that ended up just barking away but yeah and one of one of the things i've i listen i've never been a perfectionist about anything I love the imperfections of life because it really shows us like we're human. Yeah. And especially in this time, I like I try my best, even with the things I post on Instagram or, or social media at all. I try to use as little filter as I can mm-hmm. because I don't want to add to the noise of social media of seeing yourself filtered and doing all of that. I'm like, no, I want to be more transparent. And it's not always easy, but yeah. I, I I personally am like, no, 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 no. I don't want to add all of that because it gives you a false sense of whatever it is I'm posting anyway. Yeah. And that's the T with J. Harrison G. <laughs> very that, very that. I, and see, it's stuff like that that was birthed out of me just giving myself purpose hmm. and giving myself uh more support and more love. And I quieted my own voice for a lot of years um, because of society, because of the industry. I just kind of went along to get along. Mm-hmm. And I'm now finding, I'm like, no, my voice matters. It, it has, I, I have vision, I have purpose. And 
I can give that to myself and not expect it from other people. So if it's a little thing of signing on to go live just to talk, um, you know, my Pride series last year on Instagram or my Black History Month series in February, things uh, finding ways to not need validation from other people, but to actually authentically just be like, what resonates with me and share that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I think that's a, not a, a, a yeah, I, I'll say it's a, a safe bet in the sense of like, if you think this serves you, then there will be others out there that need this same messaging. Um, but I think it's where, you know, we get in trouble when it's like, oh, what do I think others think that I should be saying? Or what do I think that others want of me as opposed to just keeping it central and knowing that your truth will be someone else's truth as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't like to, to force anything. Uh, that's why you know, when I was doing kinky boots, I would do the gospel according to Lola. And those always came out of an authentic message. I needed to hear from myself that I would hope resonated with people. And so people ask me all the time, are you going to do more gospels according to Lola? Are you going to, and I'm like, yes, but I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to do it just for the sake of to have content. Yeah. Um, I want to do it and it means something. I want to do it and it came from a, a, a genuine place. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough truth bombs for one episode. <laughs> I, everyone, you need to rewind and re-listen maybe two or three times uh, for all of Jay's truth bombs there. Thanks so much, Jay, for spending some time with us on uh, Built for the Sage podcast. Such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, everyone, thanks again for tuning in. If you're on YouTube, thanks uh, for sharing this moment with us. Uh, if you're on podcast networks, anywhere around there, once again, thanks to BPN, Broadway Podcast Network. All right. Until next time, Joe Roscoe, Jay Harrison G here. See you later. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.